Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez, and I'm Tim Flaherty, the Christian talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truths of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. Welcome back to another week of Beyond the Walls. I am Tim Flaherty, and I have with me today my co-host and partner, my run-in partner in crime, if you will. Oh, no, not crime. Christ. Yes, good crime. Yes. <laughs> buongiorno, buongiorno. Yeah. Pastor Israel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I, Rodriguez. And, of course, we have from the city of Nampa... Pastor Daniel Becerra from North Star Community Church. How are you doing today? Doing great, actually. It's uh, great to be here with you guys. Yeah, this is the first of a three-week arc where we're going to get to learn all about uh, Daniel's new church plant that he's working on in the Nampa Caldwell area. And of course, you're going to get to learn a lot about Daniel's life. And we've been chatting. We, I don't know Daniel. For, mo- for most of you out there in Radioland, you know a lot of times we'll bring people on that I I know and have a great history with. But Daniel, I, I really ha- don't know well at all. And so this, for me, will be a first opportunity to get to hear most, if not all, of these stories from his life. Which is going to be exciting for me because I can tell, and if you could see him, there is a lot of life written on his face, and uh, he's got a great smile, and he has a great joy for ministry. And I think that that you know anybody who decides that service is their their path to walk in life, you have to do it from a position of joy. And of course, the the first segment here, we always like to ask a question. And so my question, Pastor Israel, is surrounding joy and a little bit others stealing that joy by their actions or interactions that they have with you. And if you're a listener of the show, you know I have this neighbor who's awful and we're not naming him because that's just not done and it's probably not polite. But... He has been driving me crazy, and I have been attempting in my way as a Christian to, to, to keep the peace, make the peace, be, you know, uh, turn the other cheek, uh, flush the other leaf, whatever the saying is. What do you do when nothing you do works, and it seems like all the, only, the only thing the other person wants you to do is just cower down to them and, you know, be subservient? What, what, what do you do? I wouldn't share with you anything that I haven't put into practice, you know, according to scriptures. And uh, this is a great opportunity to put love into action. You know, one of the scriptures that one of the scriptures that every day speaks to me, you know, is in the, found in the book of Galatians, chapter six, verse nine. Let us not become weary of doing good in doing good, for at the proper time. We will rip a harvest if we don't give up. So there is a condition there, you know. And I like it when it says at the proper time, because when is the proper time? We like to measure timing. We want things to be faster or instant. But the secret is if we don't give up. Never give up of doing good. That's number one. Number two, this is a great opportunity to uh, practice, you know, love into actions. I like the letter, uh, the chapter 12 in the book of Romans. 
it talks about love into actions. The Apostle Paul sharing some tips here. Maybe this can help our listeners. This can uh, remind all of us, you know, what is our position towards this uh, kind of encounter with these people who are there to test your Christianity. That's how I call these prototypes. You know, they're there for a reason in our life. And this is for us to grow, for us to mature, for us to be tested. So Romans 12, verse 11, never be lacking of the spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And these are some of the things that we as a, as a non-profit, as a, as a church, we, we practice. But uh, never repay anyone evil for evil. You know, verse 17, be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone, in the eyes of the Lord. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Then. <laughs> that's very helpful. And, you know, I try to put it into practice, but, oi, sometimes people get you. They get your goat. Don't give up. Don't give up. With that, we'll be right back. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to the Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G. Hi, this is Pastor Martin Flaherty. And are you looking for a place to connect with others in the Caldwell area? If so, come and join us at Deer Flat Church in Caldwell, Idaho. We're a welcoming and friendly community of believers who come together to grow in our faith and support one another. Our services are filled with uplifting music, inspiring messages, and a warm and welcoming atmosphere. We believe that everyone is welcome, no matter where you are in your faith journey. Join us this Sunday and experience the joy and fellowship of our community. Visit DeerFlat.org to learn more about our services and events. We look forward to seeing you there. Well, we're back, and I just want to say another quick thank you to our sponsor, the Estegos.org Community Warehouse. You know, as you know, if you listen to the show, we really can't do this without their support. And if you are a congregant or if you're in ministry or if you're a pastor out there and you're hearing this for the first time, I really encourage you to go to estegos.org and take a look at what we have to offer. Come down for a tour for our warehouse. We have tons of things that you can use in your ministry, and we'd love to meet you and learn all about you. So this week we have Daniel Becerra, Pastor Daniel, can I call you Pastor Daniel? Is that okay? I got yeah, I'm, okay I am that? ordained, so you know, and I think the, uh, I can't remember what the term is for it, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Not a lot of people call me that, but it is okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Pastor Daniel, I'm going to call you Pastor Daniel. I like to call Pastor Israel, Pastor Israel. My brother is Pastor Martin, even after all these years, so... I called him Pastor Martin before he even went to Bible college because he was such a goody two-shoes. But <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Uh, so we're going to have Pastor Daniel tell us a little bit about his life and share with us his upbringing. And he's going to be with us here for three weeks, and you're going to get to learn a lot about what he's doing with North Star Community Church. Uh, but And before we, I guess, dive into your um, your childhood, tell us a little bit about a North Star, just a, just a minute or two. And then we'll we'll get to you as a as a child. Well, you know the the name North Star it actually came from my wife. We were praying about just something to call the church that really encapsulates what we're about. And so the North Star, you, you know, it it was what led the wise men to Jesus. 
And so it's that guiding light. And a lot of times, you know, people will, from the North Star, find their direction in life when they're lost, when they're broken. And so that's what we want to be. We want to be a guiding light to people to help them find Jesus and then to help them. Our three purposes are to believe, belong, and become. And we want people to know their identity in Christ. We want people to find a community that they belong to, but also to reach out to the community. And then we want people to know their purpose in this life. I think that's, you know what, that that song that went viral, The Rich Man North of Richmond, or Mm -hmm. whatever it was called. But I think it's so many people tired of working or living to work. And they're looking for purpose, and I think that's why that song went viral. And that's kind of what we want to do is bring people back to a community of God. I really think that that's something that's important and needed in in, in our faith is a centering around a, a, a point or a, a centering around a, a remembrance almost. It, it, I think we get so distracted with social media nowadays that that having it boiled down to some simple things you know i with us i always like to say love feed clothe council house and but even just what you said can you say that again it's it's believe believe belong become believe belong become and so guiding people to jesus and helping them believe belong become that's basically our vision this is a wonderful idea i love that you know especially when a lot of time people are just looking to find for that place where they can belong before they believe. Yeah. And this is the perfect place, you know, for people to feel the love. And then this is where we take the time, you know, through our actions. And uh, the rest is the work of the Holy Spirit, you know, completing those things we cannot do. And then they can believe and then they can reproduce it and then they can multiply themselves. Yeah. So, Daniel, tell us, you didn't always live in Idaho. You grew up in... I'm a West Coast refugee. That's love- a dirty word, California. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the little town you grew up in. I wasn't so little. I was a big city, but it's a, it's a very diverse city. I grew up in Santa Ana, all the way from low-income housing, gang territories, to million-dollar homes. And we were probably somewhere in between, but we grew up kind of in the middle of three different gang territories. So... It was nice, but it was also a little rough at times. <laughs> and you, your, your dad, you said, was blue-collar worker. Yeah, my dad was a printer. And my mom, she, uh, when I was growing up, she was studying to be a nurse. And then later on, she became an RN on the night shift. So, And your dad, wh- where was he printing at? Arco printing, I think, for, for quite a long time. And then he later on in life, he went to Sir Speedy Printing. A little shout out for those guys. She, what, <laughs> what what kind of stuff did he, did he print, I guess, is what I'm wondering. Uh, well, he's colorblind, which is amazing for a printer. So he mostly printed black and white stuff. But every once in a while, he'd even have me help out like when he did print something color to pick the colors because I have a pretty good eye for that. So that was always kind of interesting, like helping him out with those things. Great. And do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> my parents got divorced when I was like seven and both of them remarried. So I have brothers, sisters, a sister, and then a lot of stepsisters. So uh, I have one and a half younger half brother. So I have an older brother, a sister, a half brother, and then like four stepsisters. And well, actually, I guess they've all been removed by now because divorce again so you know (laughs) but i still like i still interact with some of them yeah 
yeah. big family. Yeah, yeah. What was it like when you were a kid for birthdays? Uh, you know, birthdays, it's an interesting story. I was kind of the middle child, so birthdays were really never a thing for me. Like, my grandparents, they wanted a little girl, so they didn't want anything to do with me for the first two years of my life. Mm. Later on, we had a great relationship, but, you know, growing up, yeah, birthdays, they were, like, it's probably one of the reasons I love to celebrate people's birthdays now is because there wasn't a whole lot of that when I was growing up. What season is your birthday falling? Is it summer? July. In July. So oh. also not a great birthday for school. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Because typically, like, I'm in, I'm an October baby, so you would go out and you, you would. Give out the invitations. Yeah, But oh, yeah. you do that in, you know, May, June, whatever school ends, and people don't remember by the time July comes. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And and so you, you grew up in Santa Ana, and you're from a, a home that, you know, I, I don't like to use the word broken home, but your, your yeah, family you know. separates, and then they remarry. And this is in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I was born late 70s, grew up early 80s. Yeah. I love, we love our 80s babies here on Beyond the Walls. That's, our, we, That's right. <laughs> we're all 80s babies, as we like to say. And you, you grew up in a family full of children. And what, tell us, I guess, a little bit more about how that was in terms of development for you as a young man. I mean, you, you have all these people around you that you're related to. How did that influence you? What personality did you take on? Were you the helper? Were you the, were you the troublemaker? I was the mischievous kid. I was definitely a middle child. And, you know, my middle name, it's James, which kind of like Jacob, it means trickster, supplanter. I definitely took on that. You know, I was always in trouble, always a little daredevil, always, and you know, 80s kids. We were latchkey kids. We had a lot of freedom, a lot of just, we went out and played. We came back when the sun went down or the streetlights came on. And uh, so, yeah, there wasn't a lot of supervision. <laughs> so We'll get to know more about Daniel in our next segment. We'll be right back. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. And we're back in Beyond the Walls, and today we have Pastor Daniel Becerra from uh, the mighty metropolis of uh, Santa Ana, California. He said he feels like a refugee here in the area, so do I. You know, I come from Venezuela. And the Lord has been connecting our hearts. And uh, Daniel, uh, would you please share with our audience and even with us, because we're getting to hear this story for the first time, you know, how were those teen years? I mean, uh, when did you have this encounter with Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know, it's amazing. Like, we started to, like, it's church started to become a more important thing uh, when I was growing up. At around the age of 12, 13, my dad took us and threw us in a Baptist school. And then we started going to Calvary Chapel High School in, in Costa Mesa. And it was my first, uh, it was an Easter summer camp. And I'd say it was almost the first time I heard the gospel. I heard some things before, like I watched that movie Thief in the Night about the rapture, and you're just like, oh, it scared me a lot. But uh, it was amazing. We were at this camp, and the the teacher, his name was Larry Taylor, and uh, he was the director of the Bible College. 
And he gave this message on the crucifixion. And man, I'd never heard anything like this before in my life. Like that God came down here and died for me. And and he went into detail about what the crucifixion entailed. And I was just like, I was blown away. As a 12-year-old. Yeah. I was just like two months from 13. I just, I didn't know anything about this. And all of a sudden I'm finding out that God loved me so much. He went through all that. And it did. It affected me pretty greatly. I was... I was pretty all into church after that. I, I like almost went every day. Like it was like five times a week I'd go to church because I wanted to know more about what this was all about. How long did that last? Uh, for quite a while. I uh, It was actually not that long after that. I, I started doing missions in Russia because I was in drama and the youth pastor or the assistant youth pastor, he came up to me. He's like, hey, do you want to go to Estonia? And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and that turned into Russia. And then I went to Bible college after that. I came back from Russia to go to Bible college. And so well into my, you know, after my teenage years into the 20s. And then I did end up walking away from God for a time. But that is, you know, we'll get into that, I'm sure, later. <laughs> yeah, I, I think people, I, I think a lot of guys our age, you're, you're in your 40s. We're all in our 40s now. And I think a lot of guys our age can understand that. That I think there are very few people out there who 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 can't relate to that story of that question that 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 world coming into your life where there's some 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 something that happens to you some incident that changes that that takes you off track and i you know if you're out there you're listening and you're thinking to yourselves man you know i used to believe i used to be such a a faithful believer and and then you know now you're you know, you're lo- you're you're looking and you're 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 wondering. I would say get back into church. Yeah. You know, find a place that you can believe and belong and become. Yeah. You know, for me, I can tell you exactly what it was that I walked away. Like I felt called at a young age to be a pastor, and I wasn't ready for it. Mm. And I think it was my perspective on God that kind of ended up driving me away. It wasn't God himself. It was me. Because I looked at God like it was transactional. Mm-hmm. Like I, I never felt I could be good enough. Mm-hmm. And so at some point, I just got so tired of that that I ended up walking away. And then I really wasn't good enough because <laughs> I started getting into sin and all these things. And the farther I got away from God, the farther I, I kind of felt like the prodigal son. Like, I'm not even good enough to be a son anymore. Maybe I could be a servant. But it was a while before I even got there. I mean, God really had to get a hold of me again. So tell me a little bit about your teen years. I mean, you, so you, you find God when you're 12. You're attending church regularly. You're really getting deep into it. And then how does that go for you as a 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grader? How, what's that experience like? It was, you know, like I said, I was all in. Um, you know, I'd, I was at a Christian school from 6th mm-hmm. uh, grade to 10th grade. Mm-hmm. It was actually in 10th grade I decided, you know what, you know, it was nice being at a Christian school, but I, I didn't feel like I could reach anybody there. Mm. And so I actually decided to go back to public school. And my parents were like, you want to do what? <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I need to go back to public school. And they allowed it. Mm-hmm. So I went to Los Amigos and, uh, you know, the Friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was in a Garden Grove or Fountain Valley area. And uh, started a Bible study there. And it it was kind of interesting. You know, I, I did drama there, too. And it was kind of like a splash in the face when I first went into drama class because I'm like, oh, I forgot how wor- <laughs> like worldly the world is. Mm-hmm. 
but also just and people were like who's this kid who came from a private school to public school on purpose and so a lot of them were interested i started bible study on campus those poor souls i was horrible Mm -hmm. (laughs) teaching the bible at that time but uh you know we went through the book of james and it it was an interesting experience like though I, i do know that there were some you know some students there who really kind of I guess because of that really started getting deeper in with God too. So, I mean, it wasn't for nothing for sure. That is an incredible, just to think that you had that insight as a 15 or 16 year old to think I'm not needed here at what was the, what was your, I was Calvary Chapel uh, high school, Calvary Chapel high school. I'm not needed here. I'm needed at Los Dos, Dos Amigos. What is Los it? Amigos, Do, the friends. The fr- <laughs> Israel knows what it means. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes. And uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, it, it, it gives you a different perspective, you know, because when you think about Jesus, God himself humbling himself to come to earth, to live the way he lived, to die the way that he died, yes, for the salvation of our souls, it, it, it's a great reminder that the doctor came to seek for this, uh, to to find the the sick one, you know, to heal him, to restore him, to bring him to a fully restoration of what the human condition is, so they can present themselves as a living sacrifice before the Lord. So always, I always like to think about those who don't come to the regular service that are out there. You know, I mean, how are they gonna encounter Jesus unless we, the church? take the time to go to them. And sometimes we have this feeling, I, I'm not needed here. I think God has something in store out there for those who, who need to meet him. What I'm most curious about in terms of this is, and if you just can share for a minute, just what what, were your, what was your parents' reaction? Because I can imagine if my, you know, if my brother's kids came to him and said, you know, dad, we love going to this Christian school and thank you for mom and dad picking up the tab, fantastic. I want to go to Caldwell High School so that I can evangelize to the lost. I know what my brother, he would say, well, I'm the dad, you're going to Christian school. Well, you got to imagine this was after at 13, I told him I want to go to Russia. So, I mean, <laughs> they were a little used to it. I think they were just happy that their troubled kid wasn't, was doing good things. But yeah, my mom very much supported it. My dad wasn't very sure about it, but, you know, they allowed it and, and, you know, I think that's to their everlasting credit that they've always kind of allowed me that freedom in a sense also to did follow take, God and to do what he's calling me to do. Did it take a lot of convincing? No, actually, I just said, hey, uh, I think I'm supposed to go to public school. And they were just, yeah, I didn't really have to convince them. It's incredible. Well, with that, we'll be right back. Dear Flat Church is a place for everyone. It is a church where you can be accepted as you are, experience an amazing depth of grace, and heal your hurts. It is the perfect place for imperfect people. Come and check out their services, both in person and online. They meet every Sunday at 9 a.m. for a traditional service and 1045 for a more contemporary service. Deer Flat Church is located at 17703 Beat Road in Caldwell and online at deerflat.org. Come and join the fellowship. And we're back again with Beyond the Walls. And of course, we have Pastor Daniel here from North Star Community Church, where they believe, belong, and become great servants of Christ. And Pastor Israel Rodriguez has been with us here again, co-hosting with me and 
we got to learn a lot about your childhood growing up and i you know just during the break i learned that you evangelized in russia and so in our next episode you're going to come back next week is that right you're mm-hmm. going to come back okay yeah. we're going to have you back next week and we are going to talk all about this russian evangelism because this is in the 90s the iron curtain maybe the coup you said the coup had just happened and so the, yeah, the, the year the, before we went my gosh so really the open land of like Christianity hadn't been there in decades. Right. Yeah. And they oh, yeah. killed how many hundreds of thousands of Christians and just expelled religion. Pastor, do you want to say a prayer? Bring us home. We got about a minute and a half. Dear heavenly father, how our hearts struggle to forgive wholly and fully. We thank you for demonstrating such forgiveness by graciously extending it to us by Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. Please help us to forgive freely and let go of bitterness and grant us the strength to trust that your way is always the best. In Jesus' name we pray and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, that's a beautiful prayer. And I just want to remind everybody we're here on the radio every Saturday, 9.30 a.m., and we'd love to have you join us and take a listen. And if you're a pastor out there or a teacher or, or run a nonprofit, we'd love to have you come down to the Astegos Community Warehouse, A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot O-R-G, and come and take a look at the things we have. We have a 15,000 square foot warehouse full of supplies, and we want to we help you with your ministry. The, you know, everything is between 50 and 90% off retail prices that means a ten dollar item is somewhere between a dollar and five dollars and it's really an incredible blessing that we can share with the community and we'll see you next week